Welcome to Interwork with Marianne Walker, certified life coach for the helpers, healers, and anyone who wants to up-level their life. Life is what you make it, and here we make life pretty great. Come on in. So hello and welcome back. I'd like to welcome my friend and colleague, Kent Casper Martineau, to the show. Um, I've had a blast exploring ideas with Kent and uh, just hearing his perspective on things. And so I thought I'd bring him on the show and share him with the rest of you. So Kent is a life coach that helps young people transition into adulthood. And as a mother of three teenagers, this is something I really appreciate because I know for me as a parent, sometimes even though I'm a life coach, I'm a little bit too close to the situation. And so it's really nice to have another trusted adult outside of the parent to really help um, offer some guidance and direction to these teenagers that are working towards becoming independent adults. So I absolutely love that this is his niche and I'm so excited to work with him. So welcome to the show, Kent. Thank you. So Kent has compiled five common questions asked by young adults. And so he's going to share some insight to help uh, the young adults in your lives. And then also I'll be commenting on how the parent in this situation can also help. All right. So the first question is, how should I be making choices as I become an adult? Okay. So um, as you're transitioning from being a teenager to becoming an adult, um, your perspective on choices really needs to change because like you have so much possibility at the age of 18. Like suddenly you go from your parents are in charge of you to you're in charge of yourself and everything is on you. You know, that's a lot of freedom. And I don't think teenagers even understand how much freedom that is. Um but it's important that you accept that freedom and that you accept the responsibility that comes with it because there are consequences that come with making choices. Um, it's really good to start taking a longer term perspective so that you start making decisions for your long term benefit and not just for your short term benefit. I love that because that's all about helping to develop that prefrontal cortex, right? Because mom and dad have been yeah. helping this whole time and now it's all on you. And mm-hmm. now you get the natural life consequences instead of whatever <laughs> your parents are dishing out. And yeah, it really does exactly. kind of shift how you approach things because yeah, consequences are real, huh? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Cause I was kind of thinking about from the parents' point of view, like, you know, up until now it's, it's really been the parent's job to be the child's prefrontal cortex. And like, hopefully mm-hmm. you kind of start like ahead of time before the child is ready to leave the nest, so to speak, um, just doing yeah. little things to raise accountability and, and things. But um, yeah, but from here on out, like it's, it's kind of shifting the parent's role to being more of a mentor than a parent and making that a safe space for your kid, I think, because yeah, you, it's good for the parent to be there to love and support, but the parent, like how you said that the teenagers need to accept freedom, the parent also needs to figure out how to allow their child to have freedom and trusting that they can make their own choices, which can be its own grand adventure, huh? <laughs> yeah. It can. I know it can be hard to let go for a lot of parents. Yeah. And I find too, like me as a parent, although oftentimes I'm coaching my own kids and I find myself, I think one of the roles of a mentor is essentially like to just ask a lot of questions and give them time and space for their brain to come online. Right. So just asking Mm -hmm. questions like, well, what do you think? Or uh, that sounds like a challenge. How do you think you're going to solve it? And allowing them opportunity uh, to grow and develop instead of like swooping in and saving the day. Uh, it's kind of interesting to observe like the adult children in my kids' lives, you know, to see how different parents engage with them. And and some parents really have a hard time letting them fly free. And oh, it yeah. can be a balancing act for sure. But I think like mm-hmm. trusting that both the teen and the parent are on this journey together yeah. can allow space for grace there. Yeah. And I think it's important for the parents to understand like your teenager, 
you know, if you've raised them well and you have a good relationship with them, is probably going to come to you asking about things. And you're probably going to give them some advice. And there's a good chance they may not take it. <laughs> Wait, they're not going to do everything I say? <laughs> <laughs> but that's part of it, you know? Right. Um, and the fact that they're even coming to you in the first place is a good thing. Right. Even if they don't choose what you want, because when it goes poorly for them, they'll be learning something and they'll actually probably come back to you again as long as you don't, you know, nag them about it. I love that idea. Yeah, because really being that safe space for your child, you're not like abandoning them, right? Mm -hmm. And saying, here, I'm just going to throw you into the deep end and sink or swim. But but you're you're still there and being that steady source of, you know, direct guidance and direction as needed, but giving them enough space yeah. that they can grow and develop. And yeah, I love that idea of just creating safety because every kid on the planet is going to make mistakes, right? I mean, mm -hmm. I know I did. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so making sure it's a safe relationship where, where they can come to you and ask for that guidance is a beautiful thing rather than creating a situation. Because if they don't feel safe, that's going to just create shame and hiding. And it might yeah. take them longer to get out of their situation versus if they feel like they can really come to you and ask for that guidance. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So question number two, how do I avoid making stupid decisions? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think this has got to be one of the most poured over questions by teenagers, honestly. <laughs> I mean, especially for those who tend to be more introverted, mm -hmm. they tend to overthink things or get anxious about stuff. They are often anxious about making stupid decisions mm -hmm. because now they're an adult, they're supposed to be responsible and that's a weight, mm -hmm. you know? And, and I think this especially even comes to play with the oldest child in a family more than mm -hmm. so than the others um, because I think they end up feeling a sense of responsibility for their younger siblings to an extent. Really what this comes down to is uh, my advice to teenagers would be to accept a more mature perspective on consequences. And what I mean by that is that choices have consequences, but that is in and of itself is not bad. Mm -hmm. You know, like we shouldn't let consequences necessarily get in the way of making choices. Now we can try and make wiser choices, but we shouldn't let ourselves be paralyzed into doing nothing. Mm -hmm. um, realize that for every bad consequence you have, you've learned a lesson, you know, and that's the mature perspective is that everything, even if it turns out the worst it could have had, if it's a train wreck and a disaster, as long as you learned from it, it was actually just fine to, of a choice to make. Mm -hmm. any choice is a good choice if you learn from it doesn't matter if the consequence is good or bad so that in my opinion is a good mature perspective on choices and then of course tying back a little bit into the last question like you can think ahead and try to make wiser decisions you want to do that so that you're intentional about what you're doing mm -hmm. um because if you've made a choice and you didn't know what you were doing there's a good chance you won't learn from it but if you go into a choice realizing this could be bad, you're probably going to learn something because you're aware that it could be bad. Um, <laughs> the way I've done this in my life um, is I, I have this question I ask myself when I have choices. And this has been good for me because I was one of those people who was absolutely paralyzed by making choices younger mm -hmm. uh, as I first became an adult. So I, I began asking myself, or I should, well, first some perspective and some contrast. 
I used to be like, is this a good or, or a bad decision? You know, mm-hmm. and sometimes that kind of binary thinking really got in the way. And I'm like, okay, well, this is probably bad. It's probably bad. I tend to be a very cautious person. And so I ended up doing a lot of nothing mm-hmm. and taking no <laughs> risks because I'm naturally not a risk taker. Yeah. Um, but that's not really a way to flourish in life. And it's not a way to be learning from things. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a very good way of being successful. I changed that. I changed the way I thought about making choices and I turned it into, can I handle the consequences mm-hmm. of this decision? Oh, I love that. Yeah. Because then that's going to get your prefrontal cortex online to actually think about, think things through, mm-hmm. right? About what is the consequence? Because sometimes yeah. it's, we have a tendency to just, you know, throw caution into the wind. It feels good right now. I'm going to do it. And we don't mm-hmm. really think through, but what might happen if I do? And yeah. that one tiny little question can have such a huge impact on our decision-making. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then even for the other side of that spectrum, where if you're a goody two-shoes, like mm-hmm. I was, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> then it's gonna it's gonna you're gonna make some more wrong choices than you used to make but honestly I have never regretted this because I looked at this I'm like okay it could turn out really good like Mm -hmm. I ended up having job opportunities and things you know and I'd be like well okay this could turn out good for me this could be a great opportunity or it could end in disaster Mm -hmm. and here's probably the worst that disaster would be and I'm like am I okay with that risk you know can mm-hmm. I handle these consequences? And a lot of the time, the answer was yes. If this goes mm-hmm. badly, I can handle the consequences. Mm-hmm. And I have learned so much and I've done so much more and I've been much happier with my life because I'm doing things and making choices and not just sitting at the, sitting at the sidelines of life, mm-hmm. watching everybody else do things and basically being a spectator to my own life. I like that. Yeah. And it has me thinking too about like how how much we do kind of put our lives on hold, you know, like as you were talking earlier about how you had a hard time even making decisions because you're worried you make the wrong one, right? So then, but knowing that indecision is a decision because essentially you're choosing to not learn and grow from the experience. But I've also noticed like, sometimes it's good to just have the reminder that make a decision and then you can always course correct. There are very few things in life that you can't take back. So if you're worried that, well, I might not like that job, well, you might not, and it's okay. Then you can change. It's not a big deal. You know, how many people yeah. change their, um, you know, their careers or change their major at school or, or whatever the, the case may be. Like there's so many things where it's okay to change your mind later. And now, especially when you're, you know, young and single, that's the prime time to try all of that stuff out. Right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. And then for the adult side of that question, I was thinking, you know, I think one of the main things, again, it comes back to what you were talking about before about creating a space of safety mm-hmm. and not help, you know, not calling your kids stupid if they make a decision that you wouldn't have made, but trusting that that's how they learn. And mm-hmm. is it really a mistake if you're actually learning and growing? Like that's kind of the whole point is to learn and to grow and to see what resonates with you and what doesn't resonate with you. And sometimes we learn through the doing, you know, I think that there's two ways that we learn. We either learn from other people's experiences where, you know, our parents are telling us what to do or what not to do. And we can learn from that. But the other way that we learn is through our own life experience. And that's going to just bring that lesson a little bit deeper and raise that own personal awareness about what's true for you. You know, you know, what's been true for your parents, but what's true for me right now. Mm -hmm. 
Um, yeah. And then just that reminder to the parents too, that look, you didn't do everything perfectly. <laughs> no. You know, I tell that the parents didn't do everything <laughs> perfectly. And, and, but we tend to think, but my kids will be perfect. If I, if they can just prevent themselves from making the same mistakes I did, then they'll be perfect. But that's just not how life works. <laughs> so no. just letting them learn and grow. Yeah. And so shifting that mindset mm -hmm. from how do I not make a mistake instead to how can I grow from this, I think is a big deal. Yeah. And parents can absolutely help with that. Kind yeah. Of thinking. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So next question, how do I get my life going? That's kind of a big question, huh? <laughs> mm -hmm. How do you get your life going? Um, honestly, the more I've worked with Gen Z, I think, I feel like the more this comes up, um, I think the world is getting a little bit less tactile than it used to be. Mm -hmm. I mean, when I was growing up, like everyone, like there with the millennials and stuff, there was this whole, idea of okay like your life is side up set up for you you just go to school then once you graduate you go to college and then you get a job you know all this stuff like life was laid out for you um and honestly we're starting to see people push back against that a little bit I think for the better mm -hmm. um but that does leave life a lot more open mm -hmm. so uh, really this comes down to you know, taking control of your own life. I mean, I know that's daunting as a, <laughs> as a newly young or a new young adult, but um, that's important because essentially what it comes down to is doing really just start mm -hmm. doing stuff. Um, yeah. Like we were talking before is you just start making choices mm -hmm. and things will come to you. Um, I like to think of life a little bit as like you gather the things to you that, you know, are, should be a part of your life. Mm -hmm. You kind of experience a whole bunch of stuff. You keep the things that you like and you gather it all together and that becomes like your life. Mm -hmm. um, but you also got to discard a lot of stuff. You know, you need to try things. So I would say if you're a person who tends to be an overthinker, who, who is like that, I was like that. Mm -hmm. You just need to start doing some things. Mm -hmm. Um, if you're already a doer, then you're probably in a pretty good place. And I would say that just start being more intentional and thinking a little bit more long term. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. And it's like one thing that I kind of think about with my own kids is like, this is the prime opportunity for you to just be whoever you want to be. Like sometimes mm -hmm. we get stuck in those boxes thinking, well, okay, well, first of all, I have to check all those boxes. And it's like, okay, well, my whole life I've been being this exact person, but it's like, you know what? You can be whoever you want to be. Yeah, <laughs> so, exactly. so if you want to become an explorer, be an explorer, you know, if you want mm -hmm. to, to learn how to be an artist, be an artist, but like, it's like the prime time to be like, okay, who do I want to be? Like, do I, and just doing that self-assessment of who do I want to be and how can I bring my life into alignment with that? Yeah, and I was thinking about different ways to, for the parents to help to the kids to kind of launch into life is just kind of by offering opportunities for their kids like ahead of time, you know, and hopefully start this when they're a bit younger, teaching them about little things like budgeting, you know, by offering an mm -hmm. allowance and and talking with them about how much things cost so they can be a little bit more prepared. But really, I think it's kind of just as, as they transition into adulthood, just asking lots and lots of questions to help your young adult figure out 
how they want to adult. So asking them like, Hey, well, what's your current value system? What are the things that are most important to you? Or what kind of a lifestyle do you want to create? What kind of a relationship do you want to create? And what are the qualities of that relationship? Mm-hmm. Um, and what kind of a lifestyle do you want? And how much money would it cost to maintain that lifestyle? And how would you make the money to maintain that <laughs> lifestyle? You know, just, just getting the gears going and, and being willing to be part of that creative process mm-hmm. with your young adults, I think can really just help to encourage that. Sometimes, you know, we, as parents want to hold on to our little baby and, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that can be very tempting to just kind of box them up and keep them close, but asking the <laughs> questions to help them to, yeah, to, to just try new things. And, mm-hmm. and again, I'm, it keeps coming back to that safety piece, right? Um, yeah. Like you think about a little baby when they're first learning how to walk and they might walk for a little bit and turn back to the parent and see how close they are. And then they feel like they can walk a little further and they may mm-hmm. come back and check in from time to time. And I think our young adults will probably do that from time to time too. And they'll just check in and make sure that they're safe. And then they can be willing to branch out a little bit further and it can be a beautiful thing to witness. Yeah. I really love what you said about being a part of that creative creative process and helping um, your young or your young adults um, basically design their life. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's good. It's important that, um, of course, with that, that you're supportive. Yes. No matter what it is they they're wanting, mm-hmm. uh, unless it's just outright going to be bad for them, maybe push mm-hmm. back some. But right. You know, be supportive even if it's not what you would do necessarily. Mm-hmm. Because... Yeah, to be that cheerleader for them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because it is an exciting time. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's exciting and and important. Like it's their life, and like let's make it good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, I like that. All right, so the next question. This one's a big one. Should I take a gap year? So first, I kind of want you Ooh. to explain your definition <laughs> of a gap year, because when, when we talked earlier, I mm-hmm. kind of loved ha- your vision of a gap year, because it's kind of different than the definition that was kind of, you know, explained to me when I was growing up. So tell me your definition of a gap year. Okay, so a gap year, um, it's where, um, like, you get out of school, you know, you've graduated high school or whatever you've done there. Um, a lot of the times, people jump straight into college, but a gap year would be taking a break from that, you know, taking a break from school because the reality of adult life is, is that life is not school. Life <laughs> is, life is having a job probably, but mm-hmm. it's not school. Mm-hmm. Um, school is not going to be in your life forever. In fact, in the course of your whole life, school is a very small part of it. Um, and getting some perspective on what life really is, I think is the point of a gap year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I remember you told me before, like that, that in your mind, then the point of the gap year is yeah. To, to essentially move out, learn how to manage your money, learn how to bring in mm-hmm. money <laughs> and learn yeah. those very adulty things that you actually can't learn in a classroom. You can learn it to an extent, but it's kind mm-hmm. of like riding a bike, right? Like we can tell you yeah. all the ways that you can ride a bike, but until you go out there and do it, it's mm-hmm. not really going to sink in how to ride a bike. Uh, but once you learn how to ride it, you never forget how to ride a bike. Right. And that what they say, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so having that space to, okay, how can I use this year intentionally to learn mm-hmm. how to adults outside yes. of the classroom. Absolutely. And like you said, um, and I guess like I've said, <laughs> <laughs> it, it's it's uh, moving away from your parents is a great thing. Like move out of the house, go be on your own, work a job and support yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, go move in with some roommates or, you know, figure out something. Mm-hmm. Go just go be an intentional, like, see what it's like. I would 
I would say the worst thing that you could do in a gap year, because it's not just taking a break from school. Mm -hmm. The worst thing you could do in a gap year is to do nothing. Mm -hmm. Because what that's actually going to do to you is you're actually going to regress and you're going to become weaker in personality and in your skills for overcoming challenges. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, you're taking a break from academic learning for sure, Mm -hmm. but you're going to, but you should be learning other things. You should be stretching yourself in other ways, primarily in learning to adult, Mm -hmm. you know, like having the, having a job and supporting yourself primarily, Mm -hmm. but it would be really good to also stretch yourself in some other ways, like finding a cause that you're passionate about and doing some service or helping start up a business or something. I don't know. Mm -hmm. The possibilities are just out there, but like stretch yourself. If, Mm -hmm. if you're a person who's introverted, maybe join a club, Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) you know, um, there's ways to make friends online. Like they mm-hmm. have apps for that are kind of like dating, but really it's for friending. Mm-hmm. Um, that could be great for you if you're introverted. If you're a person who's, I don't know, not good at speaking, mm-hmm. maybe try doing some storytelling hour with kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I just, I think it's really refreshing to hear your take on the gap year. Cause I know that, you know, as I've, as I was growing up and then kind of seeing some of the kids nowadays too, then they'll say, they'll say, I'm just going to take a gap year, but they have a very different idea in their mind as to what that looks like. Right. Mm-hmm. That looks like I just need a year to just stay in my parents' basement and just mm-hmm. play video games <laughs> because I'm so tired from school. And so I love that vision of being intentional about it. And, and yeah, yeah. I think that that's the advice I'd give to parents too, is help your kids to be intentional about that time. Like if they tell mm-hmm. you, Hey, I want to have a gap year again, be that mentor and ask those questions about, what does that look like for you? What does that mean? What are you mm-hmm. going to be saving up for? Where are you going to be working? You know, trying to mm-hmm. ask those questions to get their mind going about transitioning into adulthood. And and yeah, it all just comes down to that intention. And some kids mm-hmm. might need a little bit more of a nudge than others yeah. <laughs> into being intentional about that. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, getting to know your kid and to be that mentor, to give them that little push to really practice adulting it's it's really low yeah. risk like i said like when you're fresh out of high school and just you know single and mm-hmm. enjoying life it's pretty low risk time to go out exploring <laughs> and, yeah. and take mm-hmm. advantage of it yeah i mean if you can move out but things go badly you have your parents to fall back on mm-hmm. you know there's this is a great time to do it it's it's much better than later in life absolutely Yep. I love that. So using a gap year is an intentional transition. All right. Mm-hmm. So then the last question here, when may a gap year not be right? Okay. So if you are a like extremely motivated young adults, you already know exactly like what job you want. <laughs> like you've gone out and you've done some work already in that field perhaps, or if you're extremely motivated, you already know what you want. You already very much doing and you've already um, partially transitioned into adulting as mm-hmm. it, back in high school mm-hmm. that might be a, a, a time to cons- to think well okay maybe I don't need to gap year I I do know exactly what I want and if you feel very very capable at life mm-hmm. yeah yeah I like that because for some kids yeah they do they have the um they have their scholarship they're ready to go and them mm-hmm. going directly into college is essentially kind of like like their gap year right because they're being very, mm-hmm. very intentional they moved out of the house <laughs> they're learning how to adult and have that college experience and that can be a great thing um and I think too like for the parent side like just recognize 
that your kid essentially is, gets to be the one to choose. Like you need to start letting go and let your kid make the choice. And they might not make the best, they might not make the choice that you would make for them. Whether you mm -hmm. feel like your child really needs to have a year of, you know, backpacking across Europe to see what that's like and how to actually provide for themselves, or if it's going to college or whatever it is. Uh, but reminding yourself as a parent that my kid gets to make that choice. And sometimes yeah. it can be the challenge of the parent. Like we all have our written manuals. In fact, if you want to listen to episode five on manuals <laughs> and episode nine on parenting and developing the prefrontal cortex, like we have this idea in our brain about who our kids should be. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's like this big, thick manual might be like hundreds of pages long <laughs> who we think they should be. And it's like, okay, just let that go. They get to write their own story. So let your own manual go and let your kid choose. You can choose how you want to show up to support them, but you don't get to make the decisions for them. And ultimately you don't want to be the one to make all the choices for them. Like the goal mm -hmm. is for your child to learn how to make those choices for themselves um, so yeah, so just slipping mm -hmm. back into out of the parent role and into the mentor role where you, you are there to help out because you are their parent, but mm -hmm. being the mentor for, okay, how can we, whatever you choose to do after high school, how can we be more intentional about it? And what do you want? And just making that plan and creating those steps. Absolutely. I, I think I would also add just to praise your kids. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like when they do things that impress you, even just a little bit let them know mm -hmm. it's going to build their confidence that they have what it takes to to be going through life and making decisions and that's mm -hmm. going to help them act and be much more capable absolutely and that kind of goes back to the safety piece right like if you want to be mm -hmm. the mentor for them and you want to be that safe space then when they do come to you and tell you something you can't tell them well that was stupid you know what you focus on expands if you're focusing on the mistakes but if you are focusing on the positive things and being like wow like you really nailed that or hey congrats on getting that new job or hey your resume looks awesome like finding the positive things and reinforcing that then that's what's going to expand and feel a lot mm -hmm. more supportive for your child and also help to create that safe space where it's like hey like this is awesome and encouraging rather than discouraging as they're getting out there in the world mm -hmm. and light that fire to help to set them up for success. So yes, yeah. absolutely. Be positive, find positive things to praise them for. That is very helpful. All right. Anything you want to add here on the tail end? Closing remarks? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. Well, thanks for being here, Kent. And where can people find you? If there are some young adults out there that want to work with you, how can they find you? Yeah, they can uh, find me uh, on Instagram or on my website, kentthelifecoach.com. My Instagram, I believe, is also kentthelifecoach. Okay, great. Um, and I'll put his handle and his yeah. website in the show notes. And yeah, it's been great talking with you. And thanks for being here. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Have a great week, everybody. Bye now. Have you been finding personal benefit just by listening to this podcast? If so, just imagine how much more growth you could experience by working one-on-one -on -one with me. If you'd like to book an appointment, come and find me at MarianneWalker.life. And if you'd like more ways to connect, you can find me on TikTok, Instagram, or Pinterest at MarianneWalker.life. Or you can come and find me on Facebook at Inner Work with Marianne Walker. I'll see you there.